Chapter 8 of How They Succeeded. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Lucy Liu. How They Succeeded by Orson Sweat Martin. Chapter 8 giving up $5,000 a year to become a sculptor. My life, queried F. Wellington Ruckstall, one of the foremost sculptors of America, as we sat in his studio, looking up at his huge figure of force. When did I begin to sculpture? As a kid, I was forever whittling, but I did not have dreams then of becoming a sculptor. It was not till I was 32 years of age, and love, disappointment in my first love, played a prominent part. But as a boy, Mr. Ruckstall, I was a poet. Every sculptor or artist is necessarily a poet. I was always reaching out and seeking the beautiful. My father was a foreman in a St. Louis machine shop. He came to this country in a sailing ship from Alsace by way of the Gulf to St. Louis when I was but six years old. He was a very pious man and a deacon in a church. One time, Moody and Sankey came to town, and my father made me attend the meetings. I think he hoped that I would become a minister. Between the ages of 14 and 19, I worked in a photographic supply store, wrote 100 poems, and read incessantly. I enlarged a view of the statue of Nelson in Trafalgar Square, London, into a plaster sketch, ten times as large as the picture, but still I did not know my path. I began a study of philosophy, and kept up my reading for ten years. My friends thought I would become a literary man. I wrote for the papers and belonged to a prominent literary club. I tried to analyze myself. I am a man, I said, but what am I good for? What am I to make of this life? I drifted from one position to another. Everyone was sorry to part with my services, for I always did my duties as well as they could be done. When I was 25 years of age, the girl to whom I was attached was forced by her mother to marry a wealthy man. She died a year afterwards, and I pulled up stakes and started on a haphazard, reckless career. I went to Colorado, drifted into Arizona, prospected, mined, and worked on a ranch. I went to California and at one time thought of shipping for China. My experiences would fill a book. Again, I reached St. Louis. For a year, I could not find a thing to do and became desperate. And you had done nothing at art so far, I asked. At that time, I saw a clay sketch. I said to myself, I can do as well as that and copied it. My second sketch admitted me to the St. Louis Sketch Club. I told my friends that I would be a sculptor. They laughed and ridiculed me. I had secured a position in a store and at all times worked at what I had always loved, but had only half realized it. Notices appeared in the papers about me, for I was popular in the community. I entered the competition for a statue of General Frank R. Blair. I received the first prize, but when the committee discovered that I was only a bill clerk in a store, they argued that I was not competent to carry out the work, although I was given the first prize model and the $150 accompanying it. But that inspired you? Yes. 
but my father and mother put every obstacle in the way possible i was driven from room to room i was not even allowed to work in the attic here mr ruckstroll laughed you see what genius has to contend with i was advanced in position in the store till i became assistant manager at two thousand dollars a year when i told the proprietor that i had decided to be a sculptor he gazed at me in blank astonishment a sculptor he queried incredulously and made a few very discouraging remarks emphasized with dashes why young man are you going to throw up the chance of a lifetime i will give you five thousand dollars a year and promote you to be manager if you will remain with me but i had found my life's work said mr ruckstall turning to me i knew it would be a struggle through poverty till i retained fame but i was confident in myself which is half the battle and you went abroad yes with but two hundred and fifty dollars he replied i've travelled through europe for five months and visited the french salon i said to myself i can do that and that and my confidence grew but there was some work that completely beat me i returned to america penniless but with a greater insight into art i determined that i would retrace my steps to paris and study there for three years and thought that would be sufficient to fully develop me my family and friends laughed me to scorn and i was discouraged by everyone in four months in st louis i secured seven orders for busts at two hundred dollars each to be done after my return from france that shows that some persons had confidence in me and in my talent oh the student life in paris how i look back with pleasure upon those struggling yet happy days in two months i started on my female figure of evening in the nude that is now in the metropolitan museum of art i finished it in nine months and positively sweat blood in my work i sent it to the salon and went to italy when i returned to paris i saw my name in the paper with honorable mention i suppose you can realize my feelings i experienced the first flush of victory i brought it to america and exposed it in st louis strange to say i rose in the estimation of even my family my father actually congratulated me a wealthy man in st louis gave me three thousand dollars to have my evening put into marble i returned with it to paris and in a month and a quarter it was exhibited in the salon at the world's fair at chicago it had the place of honor and received one of the eleven grand medals given to american sculptors in eighteen ninety two i came to new york this statue of force will be erected with my statue of wisdom on a new corps of appeals in new york we gazed at it seated and clothed in partial armor of the old roman type and holding a sword across its knees the great muscles spoke of strength and force and yet with it all there was an almost benign look upon the military visage there is force and real action there withal although there is repose i said in admiration oh said mr ruckstall that's it and that is what is so hard to get that is what every sculptor strives for and unless he attains it his work from my point of view is worthless there must be life in a statue it must almost breathe in repose there must be dormant action that speaks for itself is most of your work done under inspiration i asked there is nothing and a great deal in so-called inspiration i firmly believe that we mortals are simply tools mediums at work here on earth i peg away and bend all my energies to my task i simply accomplish nothing 
suddenly after considerable preparatory toil the mist clears away and i see things clearly everything is outlined for me i believe there is a conscious and a subconscious mind the subconscious mind is the one that does original work it cannot be affected by the mind that is conscious to all our petty environments when the conscious mind is lulled and silenced the subconscious one begins to work that i call inspiration are you ever discouraged i asked out of curiosity continually replied mr ruckstall looking down at his hands soiled with the working clay some days i will be satisfied with what i have done it will strike me as simply fine i will be as happy as a bird and leave simply joyous the following morning when the cloths are removed i look at my previous toil and consider it vile i ask myself are you a sculptor or not do you think that you ever will be one do you consider that art so it is till your task is accomplished you are your own critic and are continually distressed by your inability to create your ideals mr f wellington ruckstall is forty-six years of age neither short nor tall a brilliant man with wonderful powers of endurance for his work is more exacting and tedious than is generally supposed i have simply worked a month and a quarter on that statue he said certain work dissatisfied me and i obliterated it i have raised that head three times my eyes get weary and i become physically tired on such occasions i sit down and smoke a little to distract my thoughts and to clear my mind then my subconscious mind comes into play again he concluded with a smile mr ruckstall's best-known works are mercury teasing the eagle of jupiter which is of bronze nine feet high which he made in paris a seven-foot statue of solon erected in the congressional library at washington busts of franklin Goethe and Macaulay on the front of the same library and the eleven-foot statue of bronze of victory for the jamaica soldiers and sailors monument in competition he won the contract for an equestrian statue of general john f hartroff ex-governor of pennsylvania which he also made in paris it is considered the finest piece of work of its kind in america besides this labor he has made a number of medallions and busts and with the completion of his statue of force he will have made a wonderful record art was in me as a child he said i was discouraged whenever it beckoned me but finally claimed me i surrendered a good position to follow it whether it led through a thorny road or not a sculptor is an artist a musician a poet a writer a dramatist to throw action breath and life music and a soul into his creation i can pick up an instrument and learn it instantly i can sing and act so i am in touch with the sympathies of the beings that i endeavor to create you'll find most sculptors and artists of my composite nature there said mr ruckstall and he stretched out his arm with his palm downward and moved it through the air as he gazed into distance you strive to create the imagination of your mind and it comes to you as if sent from another world you strive that is the way to success end of chapter eight read by lucy lu